everyone. Welcome back to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff, and this is another Rock Lyrics Revealed Sessions. And today we're going to be featuring Van Halen. And I'm working on getting my own website when I can actually put some of these songs and the riffs up and stuff like that. But in the meantime, I just want to give you a little sense of what they're doing. And I apologize to the memory of... uh, Eddie Van Halen for butchering this. I'm using the wrong guitar, starting out all wrong and totally unpracticed, but I used to play this one back in the day. So the first song we're going to do, before I get into it, I'm going to actually talk a little bit about the band because it's important for you to know some stuff. But uh, the opening riff starts off with this kind of really cool thing he does behind the back of the bridge there, and then he goes... And that's going to be the very first song, Running With The Devil. And I think you're going to see a quite an interesting contrast in these couple of songs that we're going to do, but perhaps with the same message here on Rock Lyrics Revealed. Now, Van Halen. Oh, My guitar missed the stand. Uh, wow, you don't do that to a Les Paul. Uh, anyways. Van Halen is one of those bands, one of my favorite bands. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the musical genius that is has been the band, and it's been, you know, every member of the band, quite honestly. Um, Eddie Van Halen, obviously, being the standout, being a virtuoso. Uh, but it didn't come without work for him. And the bass player, his name was Michael Anthony, and he could sing beautifully, and uh, well, he could front any band. He was such a good singer, but he did all the background vocals. And then, of course, we had Eddie Van Halen's brother, Alex Van Halen. And uh, they both came from a musical family. And then the, the two singers, which we'll be getting into in a moment. But, uh, you know, the story goes, uh, the Van Halen's, their father was a very, was a professional musician. I believe he played the oboe and a couple other instruments like that. But they grew up in a musical household, and they started playing at a very young age. And in fact, the drummer of Van Halen started out on guitar, and Eddie Van Halen started out as a drummer. But as the brothers were going out doing the papers, um, Alex Van Halen picked up Eddie's guitar, and he was getting... Or sorry, I'm getting I'm getting it backwards. Started playing Eddie's drums, and he was much better at the drums than Eddie Van Halen was. So Eddie Van Halen decided to take up the guitar, and of course Eddie Van Halen's one of those guys who changed guitar forever. He famously brought in that tapping technique where you tap and stuff like that. And even when this first record came out. Uh, because his managers and the money people behind him didn't want other artists to know exactly what he was doing. When he'd do those parts on the guitar, he would actually turn his back to the audience. And speaking of money men, uh, it's said that Gene Simmons of Kiss uh, really gave them their start and funded 
their first album. Uh, I don't know if that's 100% true, uh, but Gene Simmons definitely was influential in getting their first record deal. Um, Eddie Van Halen in particular was an innovator, obviously guitar virtuoso, uh, brilliant player, but he was also really good with electronics. In fact, he built his very famous uh, Frankenstein guitar and he just built it out of all these different parts and you know, did that. But one thing that he's really known for, and he has a whole line of guitars that are available now. I think Ernie Ball makes them. They're called the Music Man guitars. Uh, but he had his line of amplifiers as well that came out to the 5150s. And he put one of his earliest innovations into it. And quite honestly, with my background being in, in the sound professional, uh, what he did was a game changer. You see, for Eddie Van Halen to get his sound, he had to have his amps cranked up, like all the way. You have to maximum overdrive on it. And that's really how he got his sound. But when they were playing the clubs in particular, and you know every room size would change, the dimensions changed, and the sound changes. And in a smaller club, he couldn't have his amp cranked all the way up but he didn't want to compromise on his sound so he invented something I, I think it, he called it the valvetronic and essentially he wired into his amplifier a master control and what it did was it allowed him to keep his amplifier on maximum output maximum gain but he would limit the volume coming out of it so he's driving the amp hard but limiting the volume. And, you know, when you think of the amount of effort that these guys put in as they're growing up, as they're uh, building their own guitars and mastering their instruments, and when Van Halen 1 came out, uh, that's the very first album, it rocked the world. Like, you know, uh, that little riff I played, it's one of the, it's like probably the easiest riff on the album. Like, it's the guy is a real player and the finesse that he used and everything else. But you, I, I just imagine on a spiritual level, what happens when you've put so much effort in and you're just playing the clubs. I just wonder. Um, also on a spiritual note, here's some information I've never heard anyone else mention about Van Halen. Uh, but for years, you know, uh, as an avid listener of the band, I've always had something called the Van Halen rule. And the Van Halen rule was, I have to turn it up. Well, partially because I just love the music. But anyone who has a Van Halen record or CD, whatever format it's in, even MP3, it's recorded at a lower level. So if you're listening to another band and then a Van Halen track comes on, it's actually at a lower level than the previous song you just heard. And I just wonder, and I, I'm looking at the spiritual things, obviously, but I just wonder because, you know, sometimes if you had to go to one of the concerts or a ritual as, as we say these days, but if you have to put in that action and turn it up, I just wonder 
you know, I, if I want it more, you know, uh, what that says in the spirit. Uh, but anyways, uh, I've got two spiritual lyrics and they had two different singers. Well, technically Van Halen had three singers. They, of course they had David Lee Roth who did the first half of Van Halen. And then they did the, the second half with, uh, Sammy Hagar. And, you know, there's always been debate who's the better singer, everything. It doesn't matter. But after that, there was actually another singer, uh, or, or was it before? Anyways, his name was Gary Sharon. And Gary Sharon had a pretty good success with his band, uh, Extreme. But it just, when he came into Van Halen, it just didn't fit. They did one album and you cannot find that album right now. And quite honestly, you probably don't want it. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't be going to get it because it's a rarity. Uh, just saying. So we're going to start off with David Lee Roth, the original singer of the band. Uh, quite an incredible showman, uh, as the whole band was. But uh, David Lee Roth would do these kind of karate kicks and probably a good looking guy as well. But the very first song of the first album, I think, tells a story. So the first lyric I'm going to cover is Running With The Devil by Van Halen. And it just starts off with, yeah, yeah, aw, yeah. And then, listen to this. He goes, I live my life like there's no tomorrow. All I've got, I had to steal. Least I don't need to beg or borrow. Yes, I'm living at a pace that kills. Ooh, yeah, ah, running with the devil. Aha, uh -huh, yeah, woo-hoo-hoo, running with the devil. I'll tell you about it. I found the simple life ain't so simple. When I jumped out on that road, I got no love, no love you would call real. Ain't got nobody waiting at home. Ah, yeah, running with the devil. God damn it, lady. You know I ain't lying to you. I'm going to tell you one time. Ha, yeah, running with the devil. Yes, I am. Yeah. So just looking at that, it's kind of a sad story. You know, simple life wasn't so simple. Well, actually, simple life is simple. But when he jumped out on the road, he had no love, no love you'd call real. Ain't got nobody waiting at home. So I guess uh, you go out and you do what you got to do. Live a life that a pace that kills. And then obviously <clears throat> when he says, God damn it, you know, I ain't lying to you. I'm going to tell you one time I'm running with the devil. I don't know. Tell me what you think in the comments. I'm not trying to read too much into it, but words are important. And, you know, when you put words onto an album, they're usually rewritten and, you know, redone in the studio. You want to make sure it gets just right. The sound is just right. The tempo is just right. 
that it goes along with the music. There's thought that goes into it. And the record company listens to it. You know, everything else. Then, after that, uh, this song really struck me, and Running with the Devil was an easy one to pick, obviously, just by title. But this one's from Sammy Hagar, and uh, Sammy Hagar, as a musician, I I think he's been in seven or eight pretty successful bands. The guy's had an amazing career since the 70s. Guy's really in shape, puts on a good stage show. Um, and he has a vocal range that was quite superior to David Lee Roth. Now, was he a better singer than David Lee Roth? Well, I don't know. I think the songs, um, just depends which songs you like. They're both great rock singers, obviously. So this is from Sammy Hagar in Van Halen. And this one I found very interesting lyrically. I think it's kind of along the same lines as the first one. It starts out, I don't know what I'm, I've been living on, but it's not enough to feel, fill me up. I need more than just words can say. I need everything this life can give me. Hey, hey, yeah. Because sometimes is not enough. Come on, baby. Close your eyes. Let's go. This can be everything we've dreamed. It's not work that makes it work. Oh, now let the magic do the work for you. Something reached out and touched me. Now all I want is the best of both worlds. And honey, I know what it's worth. If we could have the best of both worlds, we'd have heaven right here on earth. Well, there's a picture in a gallery. Fallen angel looked a lot like you. We forget where we come from sometimes. I had a dream. It was really you. Something reached out and touched me. Now I know all I want. I want the best of both worlds. Honey, I know what it's worth. If we could have the best of both worlds, a little bit of heaven right here on earth. Whoa, you don't have to die and go to heaven or hang around to be born again, just tune in to what this place has to offer because we may never be here again. I want the best of both worlds, honey. I know what it's worth if we could have the best of both worlds, a little heaven right here on earth. Come on, I want the best of both worlds. And then it just goes a little heaven right here on earth. Tell me if this is love. Wow. Now it will never be enough. So I want to point out something just on a spiritual level. 
if you just listen to this on the radio, the lyrics sound good. You hear all these good things. We can have heaven right here on earth. Something reached down and touched me. I want love. But they throw in the sauce so you really know what they're talking about. Whoa, you don't have to go into heaven. You don't have to die and go to heaven. Or hang around to be born again. Just tune in to what this place has to offer. Because we may never be here again. So just live wild. Live out your best whatever you want to do. Do what thou wilt. That's what he's saying. But it sounds great on the radio. And, you know, it'll never be enough, he says. It's kind of sad, you know, and people look up and they idolize these people. And, you know, listen, I did too for a while, no doubt. But their life isn't better than your life. The simple life is the best life. And uh, I just want to, before I wrap up, uh, oh, by the way, I had to do this. I have to do this. Folks, this is December when I'm recording this. Go to mylibertystand.com. Go to mylibertystand.com. Just read the page and fill it out if you want to. Uh, you don't get added to a list where, uh, you know, we'll contact you one time and that's it sort of thing. If you say no, it's no. But you can really make a difference in your life, in your family's life, and even people around you. And you can make a stand for patriotic stuff. Why are we paying these people to run our lives? We can stop it. We can band together. It's in our togetherness that we're strong. So please do go to mylibertystand.com. So before I go, I want to finish off on this, on just those lines that he said there again. You don't have to die and go to heaven. Well, you don't have to. It is your choice. I do want to say that. You have a choice. But it is a choice that everyone must make. And don't dig into what this place has to offer because honestly, the spirit world is much more alive and it's eternal where all this stuff in the world is going to go away, folks. And by the way, when you're in your new body and you're in heaven, you're not going to miss this place. Just saying. Um, and then he says... You don't have to hang around to be born again. No. So I'm just going to read one verse, and it's from John chapter 3, verse 3, but I'll just set it up. There was someone, a Pharisee, Nicodemus, and the Pharisee, and this man was actually a guy who was seeking after God. Um, the Pharisees, if you know in the Bible, were kind of the enemies of Jesus. They were the religious leaders of the day. And they were the keepers of the law. And, you know, Jesus came in to fulfill the law. So um, Nicodemus is one of those guys. And he said, you know, no one does miracles like you. Only God could do these things that you do. So what do I need to do to 
be like you. And and I want to be clear here. We're made in God's image, but we're not God. You know, the spooky people on who worship the devil and stuff like that, they think they're going to be gods. And there's a special place reserved for them. And it's not a reserved seat at the banquet table. Let me just say that. But Jesus answered Nicodemus. And he just simply said this. I'm reading from the King James. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I was just inspired. We were having a discussion the other day on Telegram. If you're not on our Telegram channels, please do join. Uh, we've had some interesting discussions. And one of the ones was this uh, tape that Kim Clement put out where he was explaining this. And he said, uh, you cannot see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. But to enter the king kingdom of God, you really just have to follow Jesus' ways. Keep his commandments. You're still going to be a sinner. It's not a book of rules, folks. It's just God saying, look, if you live this way, you're going to have a much better life. And if you go the other way, it's going to, it's going to hurt. So listen, I appreciate giving a thumbs up and uh, and the comments you leave. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, may God bless you, and we'll see you next time here on Right On Radio. But in the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.